Hello, Community Health Center advocates. This is Kristen St. John, and welcome to this week's Advocacy in Minutes. Today is July 1st, 2020, and here's the latest in advocacy and more in minutes. Joining me is the NAC advocacy team, Shamal Shepard and Marie McCauley. This week, we have a lot of updates from the field for you. First off, please look out for the HC Advocacy's America's Health Centers Equals America's Promise virtual parade for our July 4th celebration of community health centers. If you plan to be out on 4th of July, please make sure to be healthy and wear your masks and practice the six foot distance between everyone. Marie, do you have a message for our advocates? Well, Pride Month has come to an end for 2020. Our support and celebration of LGBTQ communities continue. We understand that caring for our patients means caring for all of them and what makes them unique. It means protecting Black trans people and condemning violence that they face. It means that protecting the healthcare needs of LGBTQ communities. We will continue to fight with you all. Happy Pride. Thanks for that message, Marie. As our communities continue to fight injustice and address inequities within our society, we must all continue to improve our practice in dismantling racism. We are happy to share the 21-day Racial Equity Habit Building Challenge created by diversity expert Eddie Moore Jr. The American Bar Association and other organizations have adopted this challenge and want to share the opportunity with you. Look out on HC Advocacy's social media accounts for more information or search 21-day Racial Equity Habit Building Challenge. Thanks, Shamal and Marie. Let's all continue to work on better ways of allyship. Marie, are there any other updates from the Hill? Last week, House Leader Nancy Pelosi introduced the Moving Forward Act, or H.R. 2, a $1.5 trillion infrastructure bill, which focuses on funding for health center infrastructure projects totaling $10 billion over the course of the next five years. The bill is expected to pass in the House before July 4th holiday, but there is not currently any expectation of a vote in the Senate. The House also passed a bill on Monday to expand ACA protections. The bill, which passed largely on party lines, is also not expected to be picked up by the Republican-led Senate. Finally, while House and Senate leadership continue to discuss the possibility of an additional COVID-19 response bill, it is anticipated that no movement will be made until after the Senate recess at the end of July. Also happening last week on June 25th, House members passed the Justice and Policing Act of 2020 with a majority Democratic support. It is unlikely that this legislation will be taken up before the Senate leaves for July recess. The Justice Act, led by Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina, was blocked on June 24, 2020, with a 55-45 procedural vote. The bill needed 60 votes to advance. The NAC Federal Affairs team will continue to follow this legislation to assess its potential impact on community health centers and the populations we serve. Thanks for those updates, Marie. Shamal, anything from the administration? Hey, Kristen. There's a few updates this week, actually. Early yesterday on June 30th, an HHS spokesperson announced that the department intends to extend the current public health emergency related to COVID-19. The current public health emergency is scheduled to expire on July 25th, and the extension will likely be for an additional 90 days, ending around October 22nd. As long as the public health emergency related to COVID-19 is in effect, FQHCs will continue to be eligible for Medicare reimbursement for services provided via telehealth. An update on provider relief fund. Last month, HHS announced that providers who received more than $150,000 from the provider relief fund will be required to submit a quarterly progress report, starting with a report due on July 10, 2020, covering the period from March through June. Earlier this month, HHS quietly issued a FAQ 
delaying the July 10 deadline indefinitely. While the progress reports on the funding will be due at some point, no additional information is available at this time on either due dates or contents of these reports. Also last Wednesday, the Federal Reserve issued a proposal to offer low-interest, federally-supported loans to nonprofit organizations for COVID-19 relief. Unfortunately, the proposed eligibility requirements, such as having at least 90 days cash on hand at the time of application, signify that almost no FQHCs will be eligible for these Main Street loans. NAC worked with Capital League to submit comments to the Federal Reserve to expand the eligibility criteria so that the majority of FQHCs would qualify. We also reached out to PCAs and HCCNs to encourage them to submit comments by Monday afternoon, the end of the five-day comment period. Thanks, Jamal. Here's some things I'd like to add to. On Thursday, July 9th at 4 p.m. Eastern, the grassroots team will be hosting the second Advocacy 101 training for the summer. The webinar will be focused on breaking through the noise. As we all know, presidential election years can be overwhelming at best and tend to push folks to stand firm on their respective side of the aisle. In this session, we'll explore the congressional calendars to help you find times to focus on what's important for health centers and help define the rules for remaining bipartisan as a federally funded entity. You can register for this webinar on the hcadvocacy.org slash calendar page. Unity Care Northwest in Bellingham, Washington is partnering with the community leaders organizing Whatcom County's 2020 census campaign. Unity Care Northwest has previously promoted census participation to patients via its website and patient newsletters. Now they're collaborating on a text campaign to patients to maximize the response. Wow, that's exciting for Unity Care Northwest, and I can't wait to see all of our advocate friends virtually for this training. Some data updates are that the PREPARE team at NAC, the Association of Asian Pacific Community Health Organizations, and the Oregon Primary Care Association recently published Collecting Social Determinants of Health Data in the Clinical Setting, findings from the National PREPARE implementation. Nationally, health centers implementing PREPARE screening demonstrate high prevalence of social determinants of health risks among underserved patients. This data is critical for informing social interventions and upstream transformations to improve health equity. You can read the full article in your Washington update in your inbox. For more information, you can also contact the PREPARE team at prepare.nac.org. NAC is seeking input from health centers on COVID-19 testing challenges they have experienced over the past few months or anticipate to experience as communities reopen. Please fill out this quick five to 10 minute assessment. We seek to elevate health centers' experience and better advocate on behalf of health centers for COVID-19 efforts and for long-term health center funding. Please contact Sarah Bazer with any questions. We greatly appreciate your insights on this project and you can find the link to the survey in your Washington update. The NAC research team also published an updated infographic presenting the most recent data from HRSA on health centers' ongoing response to COVID-19. This week's update highlights that over a million health center patients have now been tested. It also includes information on testing proportions, operations, and PPE supply. Thanks for those updates, Marie. It's really critical that we get those data points so that we can better advocate for community health centers. The last thing that advocates should look out for this week is that the National Health Center Immigration Workgroup, a joint effort by NAC, the California PCA, and APSHO, is holding its monthly webinar today, July 1st, at 3 p.m. Eastern. This webinar will feature a presentation on a coalition of FQHCs, county health officials, and farmers who are collaborating to provide COVID-19 care to farm workers. Thanks, team. For our listeners, here's some quick reminders. Please continue to refer to AC Advocacy Coronavirus Advocacy Tools webpage in this challenging time. 
You can find this by going to the AC Advocacy website at acadvocacy.org. And for further support, also feel free to email us at grassroots at NAC.org or follow us on Twitter and Facebook using the handles at HC Advocacy. As always, a huge thank you to all of our advocates for your strong advocacy efforts and thank you for listening. Stay safe and healthy. We'll be back next week.